the mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. I'm in Eminence, Missouri. This is Mule Talk, and I met Jake Atwood from the Atwood Hat Company. Jake, thanks for coming on to Mule Talk. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, um, this is amazing because uh, you're from a family that started a company about hats many, many years ago. So give me a little history about the Atwood Hat Company. Uh, Well, I started, I don't know exactly how many years ago it started, but it is about 20-something years ago, probably 24-ish years ago. Um, But my papa started going down there to Mexico where they're building all those palm leaves. And so... uh, you, they weren't readily available from just anywhere, um, unless you're down there in southern Texas or, you know, Arizona, where a lot of the cowboys down there are wearing them. But throughout the whole U.S., you couldn't just go to a store and, you know, buy a palm leaf or whatever. And so he would go down there, and he brought one up with him, and his buddies would say, hey, next time you go down there, why don't you, why don't you pick us up a few of those? And so he'd go down there sometimes, and then just he'd go to the factory down there where they were making them. And he'd take a few with him and take him back home for his buddies. And then one day he got off the plane and he had two big old boxes in his hands full of hats. And my nana was thinking, what in the world are you doing with all these hats? And he was like, well, I'm I'm getting a business going. And so that's kind of how it all started out. It was just <laughs> real. so funny. Yes, ma'am. And so creative of your dad. I mean, he really had a good vision for hats. Yes, ma'am. Well, that was actually, it was my, my grandfather that that uh started the whole thing and so um but dad he builds all the felts he builds all the custom felts and um the sister company spradley hats is dad also owns that because jim spradley um makes i mean arguably the finest hat in the whole world and jim was going to he was going to retire because he's he's an elderly man and he came to dad and said I'm selling out, and either you're going to buy me or I'm just going to close the shop up because he didn't want anybody else other than my dad to be making those hats because there was nobody else that was could even be qualified that enough, would, Yeah, that you know? Was. And so he owns, uh, he's got Atwood and Spradley now, but the Spradleys are, I mean, he's the only one that can touch those. No one else is even allowed to help him build those hats. That's all. It's all him. So, early on, what did your grandfather do? Um, he used to be in the gas the gas business. Um, okay. Propane and sure and stuff. And I don't, you know, it's been. I grew up and it was all hats for all of my life, so I don't really know the whole story of back whenever be before okay. before the hat sure. company came around. But uh, I know he I know he was a uh, he was a moonshiner. In the prohibition and so that's kind of like i'm sure he did a little bit of that a long time ago and they the police called him little al capone oh no that is so cool <laughs> yeah so and, he was running moonshine well i don't know if my papa did but his <laughs> but my great-grandfather for sure was yes yeah ma'am. Yeah, I probably he probably got to know a little bit about that business. I'm interesting. I'm sure he did, and you know, my dad used to have the recipe for his moonshine, but he had it. He wore he kept it in his wallet all the time, 
And so he just had it for so long, and it finally got wore out where you couldn't even read it. And so we don't have it anymore, but... Oh, no! Well, we'll have to go to the lab and do some testing. We will. We will have to go try to figure out what it was like, for sure. (laughs) Jake, you're fun to talk with. Uh, Okay, now the hat you're wearing, it's a... Is it a palm leaf? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, this one's a palm. Okay, and and what uh, what style do you call this hat? Uh, well, this one you can't actually get this one. It's not in the catalog or anything because it's the closest thing to it would be called the half breed, is what okay. my papa called it. Is what the name of it was. But All it right. was it was an open crown, and the brim wasn't shaped like this, and it doesn't it didn't the hat that we're looking at right now. It's got a, a half-inch ribbon around the crown. It's got a chocolate-bound edge. Yes. Um, but it didn't have that originally. Okay. And so I added all that okay. after the fact because I thought it was cool. Right. And right. Uh, I changed the sweatband in it. Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't like the one it had in it, so I, I sewed a new sweatband in there. But So this one, I mean, it's kind of just a Frankenstein hat. But I, just, I like it, you know. <laughs> well, I think it's so it's so different, and so I had to ask you about it. And of course, um, you know, I used to sell hats years ago for a Western Wear company, so they taught me how to to clean the hats, how to keep a hat to where if you don't wear this hat all the time, it won't hold its shape. Will well, it? Not not a lot of the time. I mean if you hold if you store a hat incorrectly with the with the brim down, yes. it'll get flat pretty quick. Right. Um I just got I just have a hat rack at night time, you know. Whenever we go home, I'll just hang it up on the hat rack. Hang it up on the on the hat rack because you don't want to put any stress on the brim. But with these palm leaves, I mean they're they're so easy to reshape, I just get them wet because they're covered in a in a lacquer. Yes. Whenever you first get them, so they're real. They're real hard. Yes. When you first get them, mine's kind of broke in now. And when you get it real wet, it'll soften up. And then when it dries again, it you can shape it while it's wet because it's all soft. Mm-hmm. And then when when it dries, that lacquer gets all hard all over again, and so it'll hold that shape. And so mine's not. I mean, you can feel it. It's not near as hard as it used to be. It's getting kind of soft now. But if I w- were to go get this real wet and then let it dry and bend it, you'd hear it crack right. everywhere. Okay, so now certain times of the year, you you should be wearing straw or a palm leaf hat. So th- then the rule of thumb is, I don't know, then you go to a felt hat. I mean, uh, so d- do you happen to know what that rule of thumb is? I usually just wear a straw or a palm leaf when it's a little warmer out and then as soon as i feel the weather change to cold i just so you just do as you please good for you just about (laughs) just about (laughs) i I don't know i posted something on facebook and and this guy comes down on me about the palm leaf hats and no it's now it's time to wear the the felt (laughs) okay a lot of people tell me um or not tell me, but ask me, you know, like, Jake, why are you wearing that palm leaf? It's 
it's 90 degrees outside and i was like i don't know i just i just like it well there you go yeah and it's comfortable on your head so there you go so um now of course in different parts of the united states there's different styles of hats that are more popular so can you tell me about that um it kind of just depends on the kind of cowboy that's out there like in nevada you've got a lot of buckaroos and that type of folks so that they'll typically wear a flatter brim hat with kind of an oval crown and it's just it's really just a style and preference of wherever you're at and you know the people that are there that live there um I mean, there's the gambler hats, and those seem to be more popular down south. The gamblers, and the, and then what about the, the as they call the Gus hats from Lonesome oh. Dove? Yes, yeah, those ones I haven't seen anybody wear. Not a lot of people can pull that off. I've seen a couple people that can pull it off, but there's not not a lot that can pull off that look. I at least that I have noticed and seen. You know, my, my friend Larry at Lucy, we were traveling through Cheyenne, and she went inside and she bought she bought a big palm leaf hat, not knowing it was so huge. It, 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 whenever I saw her in it, I, it made me get hungry for, for tacos and nachos and, <laughs> and dips. So, but she comes walking out of that store. And <laughs> of course, the, the, it, the, the doorway wasn't wide enough for her. <laughs> Yeah. Her. and then some guy had to turn the hat around because she had it on the wrong oh, way really <laughs> what's that movie with uh willie nelson oh man you might not have seen it but he's it's an old western movie with willie nelson in it and he's got a huge big sombrero oh well, is that poncho and lefty it might be, mm, it might be it might not even be willie nelson i might just be preacher talking. yeah because he was a preacher in another film and then morgan fairchild played his wife so i might just be talking crazy i might it might not even have been willie nelson in it but there was this western movie i watched a while back i wish i could remember the name of it and he had long uh hair that was that was braided down okay and uh and it was this old outlaw man and he taught some and he always wore this huge huge uh sombrero (laughs) and that's what that you just reminded me of that movie just now (laughs) And I always thought that guy was really cool. Yeah. And it made me want to get one of those big hats, but yeah. I just never could pull it off. Right. And then you go into the store and you put it on, look in the mirror, and you're like, no, I can't nope. do it. Can't do it. <laughs> nope. And then if you get a hat that's really big, then you walk up to your mule and your mule's looking at you like, uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're not riding with me if you're wearing that hat. We ran with a guy. I don't remember his name. It was a long time ago. But he he always had a huge, big old wide brim. And if you look on the Google satellite of Earth. Yes. You can, and if you zoom into one of the battlefields we're in, you can see his brim out of, because they, they cancel everybody out. They delete everybody else out of there. But, um, but you could see his brim if you zoom in kind of close because the i guess you couldn't see his body so the okay. computer didn't know it because if it recognizes a person it'll erase it it's supposed to erase them out yeah. yeah well they they didn't do that to me one time because they, you if you zoomed in you you saw me on my mule oh, <laughs> yeah we're, yeah that was years ago and i was like wow that's interesting so yeah um, but now they're they're deleting people if they. That's what I've heard. I've okay. he- I've heard that they're um. It's kind of like a privacy thing. I think. Oh. That yeah. they do. That legal stuff. It'll 
it'll catch up with you. It will. <laughs> it will catch up to you for sure. Okay. Well, Jake, what are you doing in Eminence? Is this where you're hanging your hat, as they say? I guess for the time being, it is. Um, you know, I met Ryan, the man you just interviewed, probably five years ago at the NFR. We were in Vegas. Yes. And him and Dad, him and Dad share a booth. Okay. Together, or they sure. Ryan doesn't go anymore, but when they did go to Vegas together, they would split a booth, and then they would just share it. And uh, and so I met Ryan when I was helping Dad tear down the grid and package up you know hat boxes and load everything in the trailer and everything and i had been engraving for maybe maybe six months you know not very long i just started engraving on silver a little bit and he was engraving there on his bench because he had a little makeshift work table at his booth at the show and i engraved a little copper cross he had he just told me to sit down and engrave it and so i i did and he told me, he said, you know what, Jake, I tell you what, if you stick with it and you want to do this full time after high school, I'll, I'll hire you on and give you a job. And I said, all right, I will not let you forget that you told me that. So three years ago, I graduated in 2020 and then I called Ryan and I was making sure that I still had that job, you know, and I just moved up here and brought my horse and my dog and they've got a little guest cabin at their house. They let me or not in their house, but on their place. They've got a little cabin that he lets me live in. And I've, I've liked it a lot so far. He's pretty much taught me everything that I know about silver or leather work, you know, whether that be saddles or, you know. That is so um, neat. Thank you. But that is so cool. That's pretty much how it all came, how I got up here is just through dad because i met ryan through dad okay when you say you got up here so where did you come from oh so uh well i grew up in texas you grew up in texas okay yes ma'am wow and that's that's where dad lives and that's where nana and papa live and that's where everybody my whole family is from there okay and so even my cousins and everything they're only a 20 minute drive from the house yeah Yeah, that's where everybody is i'm the only one that moved off a little bit my brother's in the panhandle right now actually i shouldn't say that my brother's in the panhandle working colts and cowboying for a living right now he's kind of got the dream dream job going there oh that is so cool it this is fascinating to get to sit here and talk with you about this you are learning the art form of doing silver i mean what do they call it uh engraving engraving of silver and smithing and silversmithing and precious metals and oh that is so cool so i guess what is that cream that you put on the back of your copper pans and you try to that twinkle stuff oh yeah <laughs> do you not recommend that for your jewelry i mean i don't um, know i'd <laughs> if it's copper or anything like that i just wear it and go on it it's yeah. like this bracelet that i've got on oh right that's now. nice sure it's not terribly dull no. you know but I, but i wear it every day I've ne- i never polish it and it stays <laughs> now shiny. now why does copper have the ability to do the green tinge on your skin when so, you wear is it because of the when you sweat or something or no copper is really a healing agent Okay. So wow. that green is—it's actually pulling toxins out of your skin. Is what that green is from. I had no idea. 
Yep. So when I first made this bracelet, I used to wear a bracelet all the time, but I I sold it off my wrist. Actually, there was somebody that was wanting it, and I was rather having the money than the bracelet, so I sold it to them. But I finally made myself another one. And I when I first started wearing this one, it I mean my wrist was a solid green color all the way around, just dark green. But now it's it's kind of lightening up. It's not green everywhere anymore. But but I've been wearing it for a while too. So maybe it's finally worked wear it off. So so the green tinge is is taking to- it's the toxins coming out of your skin. Yes, ma'am. So the greener you are, is that the more toxins you have, or or I mean, does, okay, do you have a drinking problem? Because I'm seeing a lot of <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 sure. Well, okay. maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding you. This is all fascinating, and this is good to know. I never knew that. Yeah, but you'll see a lot of people with uh, arthritis wear copper stuff because it makes a swelling and their hands go down. Okay. And so a lot of old cowboys have been, you know, dragging calves. Their knuckles are all broken and sore. They'll wear copper bracelets on their hands to help their hands not hurt so bad anymore. Well, that is so neat. And now I've learned something else. That's so, so cool. You are so you're so good to to talk to, and and it's been an educational experience. So uh, we need to talk again sometime, okay? Because I know you've got more stories to to tell me to entertain me with. You said you brought your horse and yes, your ma'am. and your dog. Yes, ma'am. What is your horse's name? My horse. My horse's name is Spirit, and he's a. Uh, He's a gray, so I, I didn't name him that. He, I just, whenever we bought him, he was already named Spirit. I think it's a pretty fitting name. Yeah. And my dog is named Preacher. Really? Okay. Wow, that's cool. Is he uh, a breed of dog, or is he a Heinz 57? Border Collie and Red Healer Cross, but they didn't, it wasn't on purpose. The neighbor's dog uh, got loose and bred one of my buddy's dogs, and so... But he's he's been uh, I just got him for twenty bucks. I mean, I would recommend that breed highly. But he's been awesome. So so it was a good good encounter. It was a good yes, ma'am. love affair. Okay, yes, good ma'am. for sure. <laughs> well, yep. Jake, this has been cool. Thank you for coming on to Mule Talk. And if somebody if they are you on Facebook or do you have a website or. I don't have a website. I have social media. I have um, Facebook. I don't really use Facebook hardly ever. I just have it for Messenger if sure. some, if someone wants to shoot me a message or anything. Right, right. And uh, I've got Instagram and um, Snapchat, too. I don't even know what my Instagram handle is. i got to look it up real quick. I think it's just Jake underscore Atwood. Okay. Oh, it's Jake underscore underscore Atwood. There's two. Two oh, underscores. There are. Okay, so do you have people, like, do you have a stalking problem, you know, like girls trying to to, uh-huh. s- to snag you or something? Um, probably not as much as I'd like. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, well, listen, you've been fun to talk to, and so you are on Facebook and you are on Instagram. Well, thank you for coming on to Mule Talk. Thank you for having me. Well, it's been fun you. talking to you. And we will talk again. Yes, ma'am. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. Dream at gmail.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me.
Mill Talk is an Every Cowgirl's Dream production.